Welcome to the Everything Podcast, the place for everything education. Whether you're a first-year teacher or a seasoned educator, our mission is to help you employ smart strategies in and out of the classroom. We firmly believe that teacher burnout isn't inevitable. Part inspiration and part implementation, we discuss the why and how to make your classroom effective and sustainable. We're your hosts, Danielle and Nicole. You're listening to the Everything Podcast, podcast episode 51. Danielle, we're back. We're How back. We, I'm good. We finished over 50 episodes. We're getting so much love on Instagram, feeling so grateful for this community. So many people congratulating us on what truly is our one-year anniversary. I am I was reminded of that because I was like, okay, we took off one week during winter break, Christmas mm-hmm. break, and then another week around springtime, and it truly is our one-year anniversary. So my husband was on Instagram and saw that you had posted that as your story, and I texted you to, to congratulate us on our one-year podcasting anniversary, and mom life got in the way, and I fell asleep, and I never sent that text, so oh, I found no. it today. <laughs> So this is the official text. Got it. This <laughs> Message is the official received. text. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Congratulations to us. I'm proud of us and we're going to keep it up. We have a lot of exciting things coming at you this season, everybody. So looking forward to that. And uh, today we're talking about something that's a little bit uncomfortable, <laughs> I guess you could say. Yes. Even the title of this episode, I feel like it's very fitting. Mm-hmm. Technical difficulties. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Something that just really sends a shiver down your spine. And mm-hmm. I know for some of our tech-savvy teachers who heavily rely on technology and all the great tools in the classroom who are paperless mm-hmm. at times, this can really be this can really be detrimental in the classroom. Yeah. And I don't think we're going to share anything revolutionary today, but I think that Hopefully, this is the reminder that some people need in order to help them through that moment of sheer panic when everything just goes wrong. (laughs) Oh, boy. I feel like I've had one too many experiences with with this Danielle, honestly. (laughs) I feel like if you've been in this profession long enough and you do, in fact, utilize technology, everybody's got a story. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a story during an observation where this occurred. Oh my goodness, that I've is got the another worst case one scenario. <laughs> one that sh- what happened to me that quite recently that I'll be happy to share as well, involving back to school night. So. Oh no! Oh yeah, we have to hear all about this. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I will say that if you are the kind of teacher who you personally love using technology, but you don't use it in the classroom because you're too nervous that one of these things will strike. Hopefully this will kind of give you the reassurance and the confidence that you need to make sure that you can use those tools that you tend to like anyway in the classroom, because I bet your students will like them too. Yeah, very true. I feel like that's a common, a common um, gripe that we hear from teachers. Well, I don't want to use it because I feel like it might break. Yes. Yeah. But I I hope that this does start to change some, some mindsets as well. And, And I think we, you know, we have sort of the flip side where right. <laughs> we, we use too much and, and it works out really well most of the time. Mm-hmm. And when it doesn't, we're chatting about what to do in that situation. Yes. And before we get into our list of common problems and the steps that we hope you take in order to troubleshoot any tech challenge that comes your way, a few things that we're not covering in today's episode that we've touched on before. First thing is we're not going to touch on how to help your students troubleshoot the tech that might come up 
that they should already know how to use. We've covered this a few times. We've talked about this when we were talking way, way back in a very early podcast episode about making your your perfect project and how to have a plan that makes that easier to implement. And we talked about it more recently when we put our summit spin on there. Yeah, using utilizing technology in so many ways. And this isn't quite that student tutorial. This is truly about shifting your mindset a bit in the classroom and trying to work through some of the common issues that we may run into and Mm -hmm. some troubleshooting that we can really work through as the person in the front of the room. How do you handle it? We're talking about what happens when you are on the spot, which is also why we're not covering uh, the tech trouble that you might encounter as we did in the last episode as a traveling teacher, as Nicole calls it. Yes, the traveling teacher. Exactly. Because again, Things we can troubleshoot before they happen. (laughs) Right, right, exactly. And yes, there are certain pieces that you do have to think a little bit, you know, further through, like Mm -hmm. going to a new classroom setting with different configurations of the computer, the projector, all that stuff. But like you just said, Danielle, it's the things that you can work through ahead of time to really anticipate what you might, you might fall into. So we have five for you all. Yes. The Five. five things that can occur. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> to derail your entire day. <laughs> All right, artists out today, number one. If you are that teacher who's jumping on to print and then make your 150 copies in the morning mm-hmm. and you're just really hoping, fingers crossed, things work out and all of a sudden you get that big red piece of paper on top of the copier <laughs> that says, <laughs> check back in after lunch or whatever that might say for you at your school. Yes, it can definitely, it can send you spinning out. But yeah. that's something we're, we're about to chat about is, is how to that one in particular. Yeah. And we hope that you've taken our advice, again, from very early in our podcasting days about the things you should do before you leave school each day. Yes. And oh one of our gosh, goals. An early one. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's the kind of thing that we, we either forget to do or it seems kind of like out of reach to actually have all of those copies made the day before or a few days before unless you are a teacher at one of those schools and I know they exist where there's actually a a person who makes your copies for you I've heard rumors that this exists yes me too (laughs) I have not yet experienced it if you have experienced this we'd love a shout out let us know if you're at one of those schools that does have someone handling that task for you which I'm sure has its own problems yeah exactly exactly it's definitely a trade-off but I think what you're referring to, Danielle, was episode eight. Don't leave school each day without doing this. Yes. And we can troubleshoot that exact issue of the printer not working, which I feel usually goes hand in hand with the copier not working. Yes. So trying to troubleshoot that mm-hmm. before it, it starts, which, yep. again, in an ideal world, everyone would have their copies made before they come into school each day. But not always reality, especially mm-hmm. for our new moms out there. Shout out to Danielle. <laughs> I think that that has actually made me more conscientious of making my copies before I leave. Mornings are so tough for me right now (laughs) that if I'm being perfectly honest, I'm not sure that I'm going to have those few minutes before school because when you're on your third wardrobe change of the day and it's not 6.30 yet, you want to have the copies already done. (laughs) Oh, oh boy. Things happen, which is... Bless you, Danielle. (laughs) Which is why... I have talked to a bunch of parents at my 
or a bunch of teachers who are also parents at my school and we all have our stash of backup clothes in our classroom for these reasons oh for sure oh my gosh you're a little guy (laughs) but he's he's doing great he's doing all the things but because he's doing all the things he's now just super drooly and super active and super covering me with whatever type of bodily fluid this may or may not be (laughs) that's always a fun game um but back to the printers back to the printers (laughs) needless to say getting that done and as you said it has helped you to restructure how you might spend your day and your free moments whether it be before school or after Mm -hmm. it seems like you spend a little bit more time after now yeah working through what you might need for the next day which is a great way to troubleshoot and so I do try to put as much online as possible i know we've said this before that we we really like technology we try to be pretty green with our classrooms um but that doesn't always work um i like to have i like to put a backup copy of whatever is the passage that we're going through or whatever um questions or activities for students who are absent So I like Mm -hmm. to have that or students who just lose the paper that I've given them. So I always kind of have this working in the background. But if you're not the kind of person that always does this, I think making sure that you've put that thing online is an easy way to make sure that we can we can work around having having to stand in the, the very long line at the printer copier. Fair enough. So we mentioned that we have five Mm -hmm. issues, five problems that we may run into. So we're going to outline those five in total, and then we're going to jump into some of the many ways that we can troubleshoot. And Danielle, Mm -hmm. you gave a preview to a really great one, which is getting all that ready, set, go for the anticipated issues that you might run into. And I can think of the students that I have in, you know, my classroom as well, that classrooms, throw back to last week's episode, absolutely, (laughs) that are in need of this as well. So second is my projector isn't working. <sighs> Remember how I told you that I had those two situations that really hit home for me where mm-hmm. I just had, yeah, both of which had to do with a projector not working. Oh, no. One was during a classroom observation during, I think it was my second year of teaching. That's I was, rough. I mean, like just sweating mm-hmm. and just red in the face. It was just, it wasn't great. And you just run with it. Yeah. And what do you do? So you try and own it as much as you can. Mm-hmm. But when, when the thing is there and you don't have, and my backup plan was yet another PowerPoint. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> that's, you know, that's with less animations or whatever right, I thought right. I was solving yeah. by having a backup. Um, maybe it was Prezi versus PowerPoint. I don't remember what it was, but I was like, I'll just have this. And all of a sudden it doesn't work. What do you do? So then you're left to your own devices. I was writing on the board. I had students coming up. You know, you're working towards the same goal in a much smaller scale. Mm -hmm. And it just totally loses the effect. Yeah. And unfortunately, the second situation that I had very recently Mm -hmm. was that back to school night, which just so (sighs) happened to be the third day of school. Oh, my gosh. And I, as I mentioned on episode 50, I am a traveling teacher. Mm -hmm. So I'm learning about all of my new classrooms and having only visited the classroom due to our changing schedule, I'd only visited one time and hadn't had a chance to really check out the technology yet. And Mm -hmm. in having a beautifully put together presentation for my parents and guardians, Mm -hmm. including all of the information that they would need. And again, no handouts, just go green. I was left without sound. I was left without any visual aid at all. So 
what's a what's a girl to do? So right. I'm writing on the board. Yep. I I make a couple jokes about how we're, our students are so inundated with technology. Let's take this <laughs> offline. You know, parents responded well to that, mm-hmm. and you make it work. And truly, they were they were very accommodating of me. But man, I was I was sweating. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I have no doubt. I feel like back to school night is already a really stressful evening for a lot of people. Um, I know we've had an entire podcast episode about it and it's stressful because it's it's just unusual. It's not the norm. You don't feel comfortable. You feel out of your element. The parents probably feel a little bit out of their element too. If it's like your school where it's the third day, you probably don't even know all the kids names yet. Just it can be challenging. Um, but in the story that you just shared, it makes me think we should have actually had six things, but five issues and a, and a bonus issue perhaps because (laughs) the sound not working, I think can be its own set of issues because my Wi-Fi can be fine, but if the speakers are not, are not, (laughs) are not actually connected to the computer because my school rents out the school on the weekends. So the setup that you have when you leave the classroom on Friday might not be the setup that <laughs> welcomes you on Monday, for example. <laughs> so very true. Oh, so many fun. You know, we can just continue to add more to this list because I'm sure we're going to come up with more as we go through yes. it. <laughs> yeah, no, without a doubt. So that brings us to number three on our list. The Wi-Fi isn't working. And I feel like so often I hear this from my students. Well, mm-hmm. the Wi-Fi is yep. not working. It's not right. And yes, we're talking about this from usually our teacher perspective. We also hear from students, right? So it's in that moment, how do you handle that? Right. And, you know, we're about to jump into that in a few moments, but it does make me think like, I always go back to, is this my own issue or is right. this a school issue? Yep. How do I handle this? Who do I contact mm-hmm. in the moment when there's no Wi-Fi? How do yep. I email someone? Right. <laughs> and and then- this isn't even... You know for a fact that this isn't a student doesn't know how to use it issue. Right. They know how to get on the Wi-Fi. And in some ways, the Wi-Fi not working has made your job easier. But if your entire lesson was based on the fact that every student in your bringing your own device or your one-on-one classroom has something in front of you, this can really throw everything off track. Yeah. Yeah. And similar to that, Mm -hmm. in that same number three bullet there, we have our online, whether it's attendance, grading, Uh uh, school system, our our LMS is not working Mm -hmm. as well. And I know, you know, Danielle and I, we're both in high school settings where we're holding these students accountable. Usually a lot of them are are driving themselves to school, walking Mm -hmm. to school. And it's a very big deal. Not to say that other grade levels aren't as well, but there's a an added level of responsibility for these kids. And it's just, it's stressful when this, when the system isn't working, the system is down and you got to let a parent know where their child is and they're behind the wheel of a car or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. Without a doubt. And the fourth tech issue on our list is when your classroom computer isn't working, which maybe the students are all on the Wi-Fi, and maybe if you could access the, the LMS, everything is fine and you can take attendance, except your device isn't working. Yeah. Some of you may know that my husband actually works in the tech department at a school. Um, and as a result, I've heard many, many, many of these stories, but 
from a different side. And the first thing that I will say about number four, the classroom computer isn't working, genuinely check to make sure that the classroom computer actually isn't working before you <laughs> like, because I think when something- Before you sound the alarm. Yes. <laughs> well, I think that it's natural when something doesn't look the way you expect it to look for you to think that it is wrong and that you can't fix it. But that might not at all be true. I cannot tell you how many times I've heard about the fact that the computer just wasn't plugged in. Yeah, <laughs> I believe it. And I feel like same probably goes for the printer, right? The printer yep. isn't working. That's something else, you know, toner being out, right. things like that, where problem solving is definitely the first step there. <laughs> yeah. And our last but not least of the potential problems that you can get in before we go through our list of what to do in that moment is maybe it's not just you. Maybe it's not just the students. Maybe it really is everyone. Maybe it's the whole school. Maybe the internet is down. Oof. Danielle, have you ever had a guess? Yes. Um, and because I really try to make sure that I have a, a backup plan and, you know, always try to be extremely prepared. I remember this happening, I think it was my first year at the school where I'm at currently and at the school pretty early. Um, so the only other people at the school hadn't really like spread the word about that yet. And you mean like you were there early in the day? You'd yeah, before, okay. yeah, before homeroom, everything like that, um, because I knew exactly what needed to happen. And I'm pretty sure if I recall correctly, I needed to print out quizzes or tests. So like need to be able to have this stuff printed and ready to go. And I have it both in Google Drive and back up into Microsoft Office and emailed to myself. But you know what? No amount of that will fix the internet is not working. <laughs> no, it will not. Oh, the stress is real. It really was because, you know, the students know that we're supposed to. It wasn't like it was a, a pop quiz or anything like the students knew. I didn't have like a backup for what I was going. But the entire class period was going to be that assessment. And in the moment, I was just like, well, this, this doesn't make any sense. All of my normal workarounds will not help me in this instance I can't use a different device like an iPad or just my phone I've already emailed it to myself it's not the format of the document and not knowing that it was the internet's problem at first was an added layer yeah. of just fun oh. um, since then um, having a thumb drive old school <laughs> yeah is just why not have one just in my desk so that way um, worst case scenario, I don't need things to communicate wirelessly. Um, if I had already made even one copy of that, things could have been fixed, you know, and things happen. But definitely a a learning situation for for all. <laughs> yeah, so very true. Yeah. Which sort of leads us into this next part here. So we've identified yes. the five problems that maybe mm -hmm. maybe you've been through all of, all five of these and maybe you're yeah, sitting there totally and, possible. and you're like yep next uh-huh yep and we're about to share some of the ways that we've addressed these issues in our own classroom and how we mm -hmm. feel is is truly the the calmest way of going about yes. <laughs> some of the five that we just mentioned yeah 
So one, no matter which of these items you encounter, do not panic. You want to panic. You feel panicked. Just take a moment. Breathe. You will figure it out. Have confidence in yourself. It will work out. And if it doesn't work out the way you wanted it to, that's okay. Right. If it doesn't go exactly to plan, that's part of being a teacher. You're thinking on your feet. You're making a million decisions every moment. And part of that is just keep remaining calm when things aren't and figuring out how to troubleshoot, problem solve in in the moment. Mm -hmm. And with the remain calm, I really hope that you also try to figure it out yourself before you attempt to send an email, place a phone call, whatever. Because nine times out of 10, if you remain calm and you really like give the problem its time, you're going to be able to solve it way before help can arrive. Very true. I find that in some of the experience that I've had with these tech issues and just Mm -hmm. in seeing some of my colleagues go through this, yeah, I find that very often colleagues will jump to ask a student to help them, Yeah, which I feel like can go well Mm -hmm. if you feel you have a trustworthy student that maybe does have technology experience or is knowledgeable about some, you know, pieces that you're working through. Other times it, the rest of the class turns off in a Mm -hmm. split second and and no one is on task. Everyone's either watching the kid or having their own conversation while you and the child are trying to work through Mm -hmm. the speaker not connecting appropriately. Right, right. So doing your best to problem solve, troubleshoot on your own before you sound the alarm before you get on your maybe classroom phone or email to call someone in. Maybe you're even in the hallway (laughs) flailing your arms. Help me, help me. Yeah. But try, try to do this on your own first. If you feel like you have that student that you can rely on, you know, I know I have many tech savvy, savvy students who Mm -hmm. can truly handle this, but you have to know your audience, know the kids that are there and who, you know, how that's going to go when you call up that one kid to help you. But you're absolutely right, Danielle. Trying to solve that on your own, I think, is number one. We're it's, it's we're quick to want to ask for help, right? And realize that if this is a problem in your classroom, there's a good chance that it's happening in multiple classrooms, and the tech department is inundated right now. Yeah. yeah. So getting the help you need within the the time frame that you'd like it to happen is probably not a realistic expectation. But if you remain calm and I think the next step is in that is to find something productive for the students to be working on while you're trying to troubleshoot the issue. And yeah. that could look a whole lot of ways. You can I, I know that in the past, if I've had this problem, so first thing, not panic. Second thing, I tell my students. But like yep. I am real honest with them. Like, hey guys, we were supposed to be watching um this clip from this TED talk, but the internet is down or we were supposed to be whatever it is give them mm-hmm. what the ideal scenario was and then explain maybe today we're actually going to flip-flop the lesson around so typically I start my lesson off with a do now type question if that had been responding to the video clip for example there's no way that they can do that um so instead i try to like turn it around in some ways so maybe they'll have to make predictions about what john green's assessment of fahrenheit 451 is going to be perfect i love the idea of being honest with my students i do the same exact thing 
in many classrooms, you know, it's sequential order. You have to follow right. things that flows into the next to the next. And you can't just jump to the next slide or the next worksheet, right? right? It doesn't work that way. So, and speaking with them and a lot of the time the flipped classroom model works well in these situations mm-hmm. where, hey, you're going to take this task that we are about to do as a whole class and yeah. now you're going to try it on your own. Mm-hmm. And maybe the technology that isn't working on my screen is going to work for you one-on-one. Exactly. Yeah. So you work through it that way. But I love, you know, just being honest with them. Mm-hmm. They've been in that situation as well, right? Yep. Or they will be. And I just think keeping the, hum- the human level in there, mm-hmm. the just – Keeping it real with them always works, in my opinion. And yeah. ke- and then keeping it real and then immediately putting them to work. <laughs> right. Yes, absolutely. And I think that by doing that and just changing your lesson a little bit, not even dramatically. I mean, in the example that I gave, I'm really only switching around a few words from the right. prompt that I wanted the students to be working on. They don't feel like it's busy work. And I don't feel like they feel like you're stalling at that point either. You might feel a little bit like you're stalling, but you're still making sure that the students are getting something. It might not be exactly what you wanted them to get out of the situation, but they're still practicing a skill. Yeah. And that might be the time you need to you know, talk to the teacher across the hall from you and ask them if the internet is also down in their room. This might be the time that, um, Nicole, you had just mentioned that maybe you're just doing the same exact lesson, but showing the lesson a little bit differently. Um, Sometimes if we're working with like a difficult passage in my classroom, I will have planned to project that passage so that way we can go through it together. But maybe instead I just need, you know, two minutes to take that same passage and put it on our LMS so that way the students can access it. And now I had intended for it to be something we do together, but now we're going to annotate on our own devices. Exactly. Exactly. I've, I can picture myself doing this. I've done it recently where I'm mm-hmm. literally standing in front of my computer, talking yep. with them, uploading it online when I didn't originally have it there. Yep. It, now it's on our <laughs> shared site and everyone's looking through it in a new way and it's accomplishing the same task and that's really all you can ask for. In fact, I think we've inadvertently moved right along to step three. So don't panic, be honest with your students and then find the workaround, whatever that looks like in that moment. So we've already gone through a few. Another one that I have certainly relied on in the past is, especially if it's an important lesson like in observation (laughs) you mentioned that that is when things went wrong I like to have a small handful of copies yeah where I can give one copy to each group so I'm not making you know 68 copies or however many I need for every student for every day but maybe I have five of those on hand right so very true and if you are working with a group of students and maybe their accommodations require that they have offline work, right? Where you need to print Mm -hmm. things out for them. You may already have these things done yeah, and you may have to get creative with it. I can think of a situation where I actually took a photo on my phone Mm -hmm. of the printed out version that I had. I uploaded it to our shared classroom because I wasn't able to use my work computer in doing that. So you have, you gotta, you gotta figure it out. And I saved, what was it? Maybe two minutes that I had to work through that. And my students were none the wiser. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, And I mean, the workaround that you might need might really have to be a little bit creative. It might be about knowing your resources and the resources in the room and 
even maybe your students' resources. I know working at a high school with a lot of athletes, if there's something really, really wrong with my speakers, there's probably one kid who has the speaker for what what they're going to be singing on the bus to their away game. Like a portable speaker. You uh-huh. Mean. <laughs> yeah. Hook it up. But you know what I mean? Like, and it's, yeah. it's just thinking about, okay, so this one, this plan didn't work. This plan didn't work. This plan right. didn't work. Maybe right. it's, maybe it's seriously just a matter of it is your speakers. Your speakers have been on their last legs for a little while. And maybe while your students are doing the opening um, exercise that you've kind of like rearranged your lesson plan around, maybe it's as simple as opening your door, seeing the teacher across the hall who's on their prep and saying, can I borrow your speakers for this period? Right. You didn't call the tech department. You didn't send an email. You can do all of that later. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Get and hopefully rectify it before your next group comes in, yep. which is always the stress, right? I figured it out mm-hmm. for this group, but now I have three more ahead of me. What do I do? And yes. finding that workaround, hopefully you can, you know, for that group until you can truly get the help that you need to really fix it for, for real. Yeah. <laughs> and in addition to the knowing your resources, is there a computer lab or are there computers in the library where you can take your students to if, if it's right. really necessary? Again, just thinking through all of your options. I think too many people give up way, way too quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And in doing so, you know, we mentioned the first mm-hmm. four, right? And moving on to yeah. number five, uh, perhaps something that you would plan for students to work through individually. And Danielle, you alluded to this before. Maybe instead of having that plan that's not working for whatever reason, and now it's on you, the teacher, to project something in the front Mm -hmm. of the room, to display something. Maybe it's not electronic. Maybe instead you're writing the key terms that you'd like for students to know Mm -hmm. and just to bring the lesson towards the front, not giving up, right, improvising. In fact, um, I had a situation where I really like to use review games like Kahoot before like a big test my students look forward to it like it's it's a regular part of how I have my classroom set up so of course the day before the test and the internet is either not working in my room or not working in this entire wing of the building but I can't get on Kahoot the students can't get on Kahoot because in the past when the Wi-Fi has been like spotty I'll put them into teams we'll do it that way I only need a handful of devices to connect but if if I can't connect either then I start trying to figure out well what can I do instead and I think that one of the best ways to handle that is thinking can students create what you had intended for them to do so If I had wanted to have them play a review game and now there's no way for me to have them engage using Quizlet Live or whatever it was that I wanted them to use, break them into groups. They each have to come up with five questions with multiple choice answers and try to stump the other groups. And we're still accomplishing the same thing. And going back to having the Mm -hmm. copies of the important thing, right? So whether it's vocabulary terms or, you know, uh, sections of a novel that you're introducing for your classroom, Danielle, it's having those printouts available and then you can reframe that in whatever way you need. I can think of so many examples where my game didn't go off the way that I was hoping it would, but I have these flashcards I originally put together for 
one, you know, one-on-one review mm-hmm. game with a student and now I'm using it for the whole class. So just understanding what tools you already have. Yep. I mean, so often, and we're both guilty of this, is recreating yes. the wheel and, and having all these things yep. ready made, readily made. Why not implement them yeah. in a new way and give students the same more or less experience without getting so flustered that yep. you just call it off and you know what? We're going to just review on our own or something I like that. I had them use, I think it was Kahoot and no one was able to connect like at all in my room, but because my desktop was yeah. hardwired, I could still project the questions. So I actually had them still sitting in groups and they old school held up a notebook with their answer. Yeah. And you know what? Yep. It was fine. <laughs> yeah. Been there been there so danielle i think we pretty much covered it all we we have our five potential technical difficulties and we have our many ways of interacting with this technology and how to troubleshoot in our classroom and and hopefully we remember that number one rule is just don't panic no with without a doubt and like we had mentioned before while none of these things are brand new, hopefully this is just the the thing you need to, you need to hear at exactly the right time. So next time something doesn't go quite as planned, maybe one of the stories that we shared about our fallback plan is something that you can draw upon. We hope so. Thanks, Danielle. Thank you. I'll see you next week. If you'd like to learn more about us and the services that we offer, head to everything.com.